So how did the NFC West go from a team with three playoff teams just a year ago to one of the most disappointing divisions in the entire NFL? That's next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Travis Rogers. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Travis Rogers on Instagram as well. Not only do I host Locked On Rams, but I also host the Rams pre and post game show on their flagship station, ESPN 710. We, of course, will get that one started at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning right here in L.A. So if you're in and about town, myself and Kirk Morrison will get you ready for the game, uh, the Rams and the Falcons, week two of the NFL season. Today's edition of Locked on Rams is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. First-time users receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. Okay, we got a good one scheduled for you today. Here's what's coming up. Want to talk about something? Cooper Cup. Or I should say Vaughn Miller was trying to pay Cooper Cup a compliment. He, he he really, truly was. And I liked the player he compared him to. It just was uh, – it was a little bit off. We'll lay that out for you. Cooper Cup, really one of the few bright spots that we've seen through the first week of the season for the Rams. Also talk about some really tough injury news for the Rams. They had a position where they really – two positions, really, where they couldn't afford to lose some guys. And now they're down uh, to some backups already. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. But let's start with this. Let's start with what happened in week one of the NFL season, specifically inside the NFC West. Go back a year ago, three playoff teams, two teams from the NFC West in the NFC Championship game, a Super Bowl champion out of the NFC West. It was, if not the best division in football, it was on the short list of one of the best divisions in football. Of course, the Rams, as we well know, uh, go on to be Super Bowl champions. San Francisco got hot at exactly the right time. They got into the playoffs on the last day of the season by beating the Rams. They upset Dallas and Dallas. They go to Green Bay, beat the Packers in Green Bay, and then they come up just a little bit short against the Rams at SoFi Stadium in the NFC Championship game. Arizona, while deeply disappointing in the postseason, the Rams just absolutely smacked them in that wild card round. They were in the playoffs. They were the team, I, I want to say, and I'm going by memory here a little bit, I think they were the last team in the league to lose a game last year, and Kyler Murray was getting some early MVP talk. It looked like they'd finally figured some things out. Well, fast forward to right now, and that doesn't look quite right either. So what's going on inside the NFC West? It's actually, I think, a, a tale of three different things, right? And, and then, by the way, Seattle, the one team that uh, did not make the playoffs last year, had Russell Wilson miss a significant portion of the season last year with a, an injury. He leaves and goes to Denver, and we see him go and play his old squad up in Seattle yesterday. And Geno Smith in Seattle wins the game. So go figure. The only team that wins in week one is the team that just about everybody has finishing in fourth place in the division. 
and they're at one and oh, and the other three teams are at oh and one. So, how did we get here? Number one, we got here for let's let's kind of go in reverse order. Seattle is one and oh, because the head coach Nathaniel Hackett of the Denver Broncos apparently uh, is unqualified for his position. I don't know what the heck that was. Uh, trying a 64 yard field goal rather than let Russell Wilson try to convert a fourth and five. Um, this isn't that why you went and got Russell Wilson is for those moments. Isn't Russell Wilson, the guy that was driving your team up and down the field. You just kept putting it on the ground near the goal line. Now you're going to try a 64 yard field goal without calling any timeouts. Anyway, that that's a topic for another day and locked on Seahawks and locked on Broncos and everything else. Just, uh, just a hot mess there, but they're at one and oh, despite having the quarterback, uh, Geno Smith and okay. I, I don't think. That's how these things are going to ultimately land. But for at least one week, that's where they are. Let's go to Arizona next. Arizona might have been the most disappointing team in week one. Maybe Dallas, but Arizona's certainly on the mix. Um, they don't look good. Their defense looks terrible. Patrick Mahomes absolutely torches them. And all of a sudden, Cliff Kingsbury is on the, the, the list of the first coach that might get fired in the year 2022. Um they had an offseason that was probably, I don't know if it was the worst offseason of anybody in football, but arguably the most embarrassing offseason of anybody in football, where they basically humiliated their quarterback publicly. Now, maybe you could argue he deserved to be humiliated because he needed to be incentivized to, you know, do his work, but still not something that you would expect to come out publicly. Arizona gets smoked in their opener by the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that the Rams are going to see uh, later on this season. So a very ugly debut for them, and it feels like they're kind of nowhere right now. Week one, everybody tends to overreact a little bit. I understand that, but Arizona looked bad. San Francisco, of all of the NFC West teams, probably has the most palatable explanation as to why they lost their opening. They played in a, in a monsoon that would have made any sort of regular football virtually impossible. It was raining to a level where the field was virtually unplayable. You're starting, not a rookie quarterback, but a very inexperienced quarterback in Trey Lance in bad weather. You've got Jimmy Garoppolo's kind of standing there like, hey, guys, let me know when you're ready. Uh, I'm the guy that took you to the Super Bowl. I'm the guy that took you to the NFC Championship game. Just let me know when you need me to jump in there, and I can take over for you guys. So that's kind of a weird moment. But you can kind of just clap your hands and keep it moving and say, okay, that was the weather more than it was Trey Lance probably you can at least tell yourself that story for at least one more week before you see how they look in week two which brings us to the Rams the other team that looked really bad in the first week of the season again played a very good opponent in the Buffalo Bills but they got nothing going their offensive line was bad their running game was bad their new acquisition in Allen Robinson was bad go to the defensive side of the ball Jalen Ramsey was arguably as bad as he's ever been in the NFL which is very very concerning Bobby Wagner was you know he was made a lot of tackles he was around the ball a lot but was he the difference maker that maybe the Rams were hoping he was going to be probably not and of course Aaron Donald was Aaron Donald which is the one thing you can probably take to the bank along the way but you look at all of these teams and what they were able to do in week 1 a division that put three playoff teams in there a year ago now has three teams that are looking at each other like what in the world happened this was supposed to be another division where you would have two if not three playoff teams 
and three of them started 0-1 along the way, and all of them had pretty ugly losses. The one team that won needed someone else to do something really dumb to give them a, a, a win. Of course, we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks right there. The good news is everybody goes again here uh, this week and week two. Everybody gets a chance to even it up. And, of course, you know, the Rams have a chance to do it against the Atlanta Falcons, the right opponent at the right time, if there is such a thing in week two of the NFL season. But they're going to have to do it a little bit shorthanded. That is coming up next. Some very big injuries and some very key spots for the Rams. That's next on Locked on Rams. Okay, so if you do daily fantasy and you're thinking about, okay, I got to do this lineup, I got this, this many guys, I got to beat these many guys in this group, I've got all these sharp players that are playing in all these different spots. What if I told you if there was a much easier way to do this? What if I told you you could pick two to five players and all you have to do is decide whether or not they're going to score more or less than their projected points, right? That's what prize picks is all about. And if you do it right, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. For instance, Patrick Mahomes, more or less than 320 yards passing. Derrick Henry, more or less than 85 yards on the ground. Cooper Cup, more or less than a half a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, more or less than three and a half catches. That is prize picks. Not competing against other people. It's just you against the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch. That's the NFL, clearly, NBA, Major League Baseball, golf, college football, college basketball, you name it. You can do it in 60 seconds or less. It is incredibly easy. And of course, it is safe and fast to withdraw your money. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. And first time users can receive a $100 instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. And if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, they're going to give you $50 as well. Don't forget the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. So I have been taking AG1 for a while now. I mean, we're talking several months, and it has really changed the way I feel. It has changed the way that I sleep. It has changed the amount of energy that I have. It's changed my gut health. All of these things have been because I started taking AG1 a couple of months ago, right? It, it's just, you didn't want to take a million pills a day. You didn't want to make sure they had to do this, that. Just one scoop and a cup of water every morning, Athletic Greens, AG1, and I look forward to it, right? It tastes really good. I sleep better. I have more energy. My gut health, like I mentioned, all of it. One delicious scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. Gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recover, focus, aging, all the things that we all want to make sure that we got done, right? Here's how you do it. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. We're talking one scoop and a cup of water a day. One scoop a day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Those are great, right? Throw them right in your briefcase, your computer bag, whatever. You're on the go ready to go all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nfl network again that's athleticgreens.com slash nfl network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance so one of the things that needs to happen for you to win um, a bunch of games for you to win playoff games and certainly to win the super bowl is you're going to have to get a little lucky with some things. Fortunate, take, take whatever words you want to have. 
you got to be a little more healthy than the other guy, or at least if you're going to have kind of the bumps and bruises and, and, and injuries that are inevitable in the NFL, you'll want to make sure they're at positions where you have some depth, where you have some optionality. The Rams were pretty fortunate in that regard last year. Through one week of this season, that is not true. Here's what's going on heading into week two of the season. Let's start right here. Kyron Williams, who we really have not seen yet. He was on uh, kickoff coverage to open the game on Thursday night against the Bills. He got hurt on that play. That was it, right? He's on the IR. He's going to be down for six to eight weeks, which means the options you have in that running back room are limited now. Because what did we talk about uh, that happened on Thursday night? We talked about Daryl Henderson, who was okay, right? Okay is probably generous. He had one nice run. He's a tough, hard-nosed guy, but uh, did not light the world on fire, was not just killing it all over the place. And he was the good one, right? He was the one that you felt like at least you had a chance if you turned around and gave him the ball. And, of course, you have um, Cam Akers. Cam Akers was supposed to be the starting court, uh, running back. Cam Akers was supposed to be the guy that would carry the water at that position. He touched the ball three times and gained zero yards. That's not a very good uh, yards per carry average. Averages out. I'm not great at math, but even I can average that out. To, that was zero every time. Three carries, zero yards. Well, add in the third guy in that room. Jake Funk, of course, is the fourth guy. But add in the third guy, and now you don't even have that option. I would not be surprised if you saw the Rams look outside the building at some point to try to find somebody to bring in to maybe juice those other guys a little bit, to maybe give them uh, a little bit of notice that, hey, if you if you aren't up for this, we're going to find somebody that is. Uh, I know the Chargers jumped on Sony Michelle when he was released by the, the uh, Dolphins in training camp. I thought that the Rams should have made a run at that uh, given the opportunity. They did not. They chose not to do that. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to go look somewhere else for something similar uh, to what Sony Michelle was able to give them because now they're thinner at that position. Now they are thinner at a position where it wasn't delivering a great deal of production to begin with. And now you got to go find uh, somebody else or at least hope that Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson get going to a degree where you can at least relax heading into weeks three and beyond, knowing that you got a couple of guys down there that can do it. The Kyron Williams injury, even though we never really saw him, at least it was an option that maybe you could try to play at some point, never even got off the ground. Um, the next one, of course, is Brian Allen, their starting center. Brian Allen has a knee injury. He had a procedure. He's going to miss two to four weeks. The, the silver lining to this is they did not put him on the injured list. This is not something uh, that is going to make uh, where he has to miss at least four games so they could replace him on the roster. But it does mean that they anticipate him being back prior to that, hopefully. Um, the good news is it doesn't seem like it's going to be, you know, most of the season like it could be with Kyron Williams. But the downside is your offensive line was clearly the worst part of your performance on week one. You are already thin on that. Think about, we've mentioned this before. You had Andrew Whitworth at left tackle and his number one backup was Joe Nopum. Well, Joe Nopum's your starting left tackle right now. So one piece of your depth is gone. Your right guard, Austin Corbett, is gone to another team. So his one of his backups, right, was Coleman Shelton. And now Coleman Shelton was your starting right guard. Now that Brian Allen is gone, Coleman Shelton moves into center to be your starting center. And now here comes Tremaine Ankrum in to be your new starting right guard. So essentially, we are now down to three 
I don't want to say backup caliber players because that's not what it is, but you have three guys that a year ago were not starting on this team. And now you've got 60% of your offensive line is either inexperienced as a starter or just flat out inexperienced. This is life in the NFL. These are things that you have to overcome. These are issues that every team is going to have to deal with. But like I said at the beginning, when you hope that you don't want to hope to have injuries, obviously, but you know that they're coming. The NFL is a league where guys get hurt next man up, right? You've heard me tell the story that the, the drills, right? That somebody has something terrible. They move the drill up five yards and keep going. It's a, it's a tough league. Um, but what you don't want is to have guys start dropping early at a position where you are already thin. And that's exactly what's happening with the Rams. The Rams were thin on the O-line. Their starters were not particularly effective in week one. And now we're already down to a couple of backups. That is not a good sign. That is not something. Now, the Atlanta Falcons are coming to town at exactly the right time. You feel better about that opponent than you did the Buffalo Bills. But now, all of a sudden, you're thin at running back. One of your guys goes down. You're thin on the offensive line. One of your guys goes down. You're sliding over. And now you got two guys. you got one guy maybe not playing out of position. Coleman Shelton was the backup center last year, but a position that he has not played this season. And now you got Tremaine Ancrum. Uh, it, it, as your starting right guard, a guy that was already a backup um, who was were backing up the guy who was the backup last year. It is getting thin quickly. Again, don't be surprised if the Rams start to look outside the building to find some depth there along the offensive line. And who are you going to find at this point in the season? Maybe not exactly something uh, that would be your first choice. So watch that whole line on Sunday afternoon when they take on the Falcons because that's where my focus is going to be. All right, coming up next, Von Miller tried to say something nice about Cooper Cup. He did say something nice about Cooper Cup. I just think it came out a little bit uh, clunky, shall we say. That's next on Locked on Rams. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Get on the Trojans. Find all the latest college football and pro football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games and beyond. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so Von Miller was trying to pay Cooper Cup a compliment. He was on a uh, podcast and they were kind of doing that thing where you say, this guy reminds me of that guy in a different sport. And they were talking about the NFL relative to uh, the NBA. And they got to the uh, Steph Curry portion of it, right? And Von Miller said the following. My Steph of the NFL world would have to be Cooper Cup. Nice, clean shaven, wins championship, is the best in his position, been the best for a very long time, doesn't have a super flashy game, but is super effective and he wraps up, uh, he racks up all types of records and all types of points. Okay, thank you, Vaughn. <laughs> Couple of things going on there that are uh, not necessarily accurate. Number one, I love the comparison to Steph Curry, but um, I, I mean, Steph Curry doesn't have a super flashy game uh i don't know 40 footers seem kind of flashy to me having the ball in a spring a string and making chris paul spin around like he's in the washing machine seems pretty flashy to me but what do i know i'm not an nba guy but uh i don't know about that also cooper cup um 
was not clean shaven. He had kind of this incredible Grizzly Adams thing going on for a very long time. He did win a championship. I'll give you that. That he is the best at his position. I will give you that. But been the best for a very long time? Uh, I don't know about that. Look, I'm a Cooper Cup uh, fan. I think the Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in football. I thought he had another great game uh, against the Buffalo Bills, at least statistically. Um, But Cooper Cup has not been the best wide receiver in football for nearly as long as Steph Curry has been the best shooter in the NBA. I love what he's going for. I love the the respect that he's giving him uh, to compare him to a player like Steph Curry. It's just that the comparison feels um, inaccurate. There's there's more of a, like a Clay Thompson kind of thing going on, no? Which is a player who is kind of quiet doesn't say a whole lot but does have this quirky interesting personality who's kind of on a team with a bunch of other superstars who does his own thing at an incredibly high level and when you absolutely have to have it you can give him the ball and feel pretty good about it okay i I, he's not draymond green that's for sure clay feels a little bit better i do think it's interesting that vaughn was able to speak about cooper cup in such positive terms after spending a relatively short period of time with him keep in mind and i think most of you know this but just for for maybe the one or two of you who do not the offense and defensive uh, sides of the ball in an nfl team they don't spend a ton of time together they practice against each other they uh, will be in some group meetings collective meetings uh where the entire organization is together but other than that they're kind of like two separate units of the you know, the, the same thing. You got your offense over here, your defense over here, and rarely the two shall meet. That's kind of the way that it goes. But the Cup was able to make that impression on uh, on Miller the way that he was, I think speaks to Cooper Cup. I think it speaks to Vaughn Miller knows one when you see one, right? It, it, game recognizes game or whatever that phraseology is. That's certainly something that I think is true uh, for Vaughn Miller and Cooper Cup. I like it. I look, I, we're going to need some more Steph Curry. We're going to need some more Clay Thompson. We're going to need a whole bunch of good plays because the Rams got thin all of a sudden on the old line. They got thin all of a sudden in the running back room and they're going to need to do a lot better because the rest of that division, all of a sudden, everybody's going to be chasing it now after week one division is 0 and 1, 0 and 1, 0 and 1 and 1 and 0. And Seattle's the one that's one and a very, very strange start to the season in the NFC West. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rams. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Mount Williamson giving the NFL expert analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams house. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.